Well, we hot and we here. Well, happy Easter to y'all. We got a lot for the show going on. You know, it's me, Amani T, and we got B in the building. And we here to talk about one championship, PFL, and we got the no cap recap for UFC 287, Adesanya versus Padhada 2. Yeah, so, so we that. just want to say happy birthday. Please don't be, do that. We're going to say happy birthday. Yes, she's going to be like, don't do that. And don't and try to tell me to edit I'm, this out. I'm, yeah, I'm no. about to leave this. If no. you keep doing that, I'm going to no, leave I this. Just, I just wanted to say that. So Please don't do that. Happy birthday to you. Let's get it. That's what my glow up in lightning. Hot ears, something like lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business-minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's science, apply it. Words from the words, you tried it. Get a bag, get inspired. Shoot your shot, it's the effort I admire. You're high, it ain't nothing but friends at this point. My circle is smaller than the point. I'd rather sit in voice than hearing a big on their voice. We already have the business. All right. We here. So... Big fight weekend, a lot of knockouts, a lot of things getting done, a lot of answers. Let's get into it. Let's get started with the no-cap recap. One championship. Let's get it. All right. So this is going to be a featherweight bout, Lee versus Antunes. Mm-hmm. And Antunes' nickname is Jab. Ironic. Yeah. Uh, but he he came out with great combos. He gave a lot of nasty knees and elbows, but that wasn't enough because Lee, he had great combos as well. He ate a lot of those knees, which was unfortunate. But he ended up catching Antunes with the jab nickname and then uh, knocked him down, then came with a flurry to end it with a TKO. Yeah, that was so, fast flurry. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why I said I was ironic. Your nickname is Jab, but you got caught with a jab. And yep, shout out to Lee. Next is Fairtex versus Nasi. Fairtex, he struggled in the beginning to get in, inside those kicks because uh, Nasi, she was throwing those kicks for all angles she wanted to keep the space between them because she did not like the power that was coming from Fairtex but that did not matter uh, Fairtex ended with a KO with a cross and shut the lights out and it was game over from there yeah it seemed like it was a experience difference in this one from the jump it's like Fairtex took her time still made it happen yeah. all right next is Luxun versus Big Deli I like that name Big Deli just but yeah so got knocked down with the left hook <laughs> he was brought back up big deli was brought back up then he got kicked in the chest then he got push kicked and then it was over from there push kicked the shit out of big deli uh, i don't know man he, his nose was just, <laughs> his nose is so broken it i don't know how he breathes to be honest and it's it's just it looks crazy and i don't know if he don't want to get it fixed because he's just going to continue to fight and maybe that'll make things worse it's crooked it's so crooked i really want to know if he struggles to breathe or not because it looks like he does or when he gets sick is it is it harder for the mucus to come out because it's not a straight way it it has to go through a, a curve I, I'm just curious at this point, but you know, I don't want to get sidetracked and just you get sidetracked. Yeah, I'm going down a deep <laughs> rabbit hole. But like when I saw it, I thought it was, I was like, damn. I was like, wow, yeah, yeah. Shout out Look Son on the W, the round three TKO. Both of them are dogs, so that's why TKO is crazy. So that's shout out to Look Son. Um, 
the last one we're going to talk about nor being cappy versus chucka but this was around one tko and he was out cold he had a hook that led to the knee that led to a kick to just be out cold and he was just like a dead body in the middle it was crazy they had to bring the stretcher out and everything so you know shouts out to him on the win Run one championship also had an 18 year old fighter on their car, but he was in a Muay Thai bout. But either mm-hmm. way, he was out there. Pachum Chai, Sorajor, Tong Preachin. Yeah, I said it right. You know it. Uh, so we're gonna go to the next one. That was the no cat recap for the one championship. One championship always got the fights coming, they always have bangers, they always have it where if the action is going so you got to respect it when it comes to one championship yeah most of their fights ended in tko which was mm-hmm. crazy it just made for an explosive night yeah. and, I was and, if, for it. and even if it was a decision it, it had to be crazy because it's yeah. like it will be stopped in the first or second <laughs> next we're gonna do the no cap recap for the pfl mm-hmm. so Main this of- was yeah this was women's flyweight this was their night and mm-hmm. it was also the heavyweights nights, uh, them going in for their regular season to make the playoffs to that million dollars. And this was definitely a great night because the women's featherweight is a new division for them. So whoever their champion is this season is going to be their first champion of featherweights. Mm-hmm. And there is somebody at the top who's trying to just become a double champ, who is <laughs> Pashinko, And she's also in the running for this as well. So that makes it a little bit more exciting in my eyes. Yeah, but the first one is uh, Makanakina versus Higashi. And Makanakina, she won. She just dominated. She mixed in the takedowns with the strikes and got the crucifix and it was over. I love that. When they can get somebody in the crucifix and then just do the ground and pound and then just be in a very tasteful way, I can always appreciate that. That just shows a lot of dominance in that. Like, you're not here to play no games. She definitely is trying to get her points to put herself in the best position possible to get that million dollars. It's just more work done on Marina's side. She just pretty much put the work in and mixed it up like she was supposed to. Ground strikes definitely played a big part. Got it done. Next, this is a Jindorva versus Lee Brock. And this is also the featherweight division. Lee Brock had a nice KO with the head kick. It was so beautiful. She did have a hard time finding that distance in the beginning, but once she found it, it was over. That was it. The head kick, she went down, headshot dead, and it was over. And she she secured her first round finish and was able to get six points mm-hmm. to head into you know her next fight. And she's number one right now with six points, so she's sitting pretty right now. Yeah. And it's just like, that was the best thing for her because the longer the fight would have went on, it would have went more in Jindorba's favor. All right, next is Nunez versus Green. Green happened to be a training partner of John Jones, but I will say one thing about Green is he's definitely going to have to work on his gas tank and and just believing in himself and believing in his hands because I believe he could have got this done sooner. But either way, he got the TKO for a finish. He was also an underdog in this fight, and he didn't discriminate on the body with where he wanted to target. I think mm-hmm. he had great combos going. He got the TKO when Nunez turned back and sat down hard. <laughs> when he got a TKO, Green sat down hard as hell when it was over. He was exhausted, but... <laughs> 
he got the window. <laughs> but that's only that's why I say he just need to he need to work on his cardio and the knees and the elbows that he was throwing was money every time. So he he has all the weapons, he has all the knowledge. He just he just got to work on that gas tank a little bit, or you know just come out hot and heavy and just get it done immediately. But that's not gonna always work when there's somebody who's being patient and has great footwork. So mm -hmm. got to be smart about how you're doing it, especially when there's a million dollars on the line. Exactly. I think he did did good. You know. Yeah. I think that he relies heavily on the fact that he trains with John Jones. I I understand how that can be like a big accolade. I think just being able to get that self-belief in itself is going to help bring him further than just being a training partner of someone great, you know, and help yeah. him find his greatness. And I think the gas tank showed when he sat down, like you said, but the output was there. Yeah. And he was slowing down, but not at a, a huge slope, you know, to me. But I know that, like, if it would have went a little bit further, then that, that, that drop-off would have hit for sure. Yeah. And I, I feel like that drop-off probably hit for Nunez a little bit faster, mm -hmm. especially because Maurice Green was really coming at him. Yeah, and so. the body. He was doing a lot of work Oh the yeah. Body, so that, so yeah. I can understand how that, that happened. Yep. Shout out Maurice, Maurice Green on the W. Yeah. Was he the crochet boss? Crochet king. Crochet king. <laughs> nice I don't know what type of crochet, oh. but probably, I, I guess, that type of crochet. I don't yeah. know. Mm -hmm. Knitting these, knitting these J's. Yeah, that's what my grandma said. <laughs> All right, Nets. Capaloza versus Shapel. This was a rematch. They also, they had like a thing of who's going to be the hardest hit in Brazilian. And so that was one of the chips that both of them had on their shoulder going into this bout. But the right hand ended it. And this happened to be the second matchup. Capaloza lost in the first one. Mm -hmm. So he was definitely trying to get the knockout for the points, for bragging rights. And also to just be known as one of Brazil's hardest hitters. And I think he did that. He made a statement with this one. He definitely got his bonus points for this TKO. And I was happy because, you know, they both had something to prove and it just, it didn't work out. But I know they're going to see each other again. And maybe that'll be the end of the trilogy because right now they're one and one. So we'll see who gets it done next time they meet up. Yeah. They they just seem like two really evenly matched dudes, which like to me sometimes I like watching those in MMA contests, but sometimes it really doesn't appease. Like I like how people like really using a specialty against another one. You know, mm -hmm. not saying that they specifically specialize in it, but like if somebody's trying to use jujitsu sometimes, if you want top wrestle. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like <laughs> I just like seeing that, but two hard hitters easily rest of the heavyweight going to have a problem like they do with them but yeah shout out Capaloza. all right last one i want to touch on real quick Roshenko versus bud i don't know if Roshenko underestimated bud in this situation but bud was giving <laughs> her a run for her money for sure bud had more activity but Prashenko she did more damage which is why i think she won in this bout but if they meet again it's gonna end up completely different so i really hope she goes and do her homework and, you know, just turn into the champion that she is, but she can't go in underestimating people at all because based off of the other women that are in this division, she's going to have a hard time becoming the champion of this division. She has her work cut out for her for sure, but I believe if she does the work in a gym and just come in and put her best foot forward, then she'll be successful, but it's not going to be easy whatsoever. Yeah. I think that this was one of the ones that uh, HO was able to get 
without being as prepared as he would normally be for a fight. Yeah. I think Bud was super prepared for this fight. The act of, you know, her already having that skill, being at that skill level and mm -hmm. training for Kayla Harrison, like probably put her way past that <laughs> that level of, of where Bud's at. Yeah. But at the same time, she was looking super active on the feet. She looked like she was she punching strong, hard. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the ground game of Bud just wasn't really it was a match, but it was Pedro was able to do what she wanted to do on the ground. Yeah. You know, which helped her a lot. So I understand it was con it was controlled. She made it happen. All right, we're off to the UFC. Off to see the wizard. And what's when's the next one? Coming up this week. This weekend, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cyverse Silawa. Next, we're going to UFC 287. Pereira versus Adesanya. First one we're going to get into for the no cap recap is Daklin <laughs> Amarim, God bless you, versus Sam Hughes. Sam Hughes came out with the W, and like Sam Hughes does, is she builds. So just like first through the first round, she was receiving a lot of drama, had to fight through every submission. And it's just like sometimes when it comes to jujitsu players, when they give you their best moves after that, it's just like, all right, <laughs> I'll take whatever you're giving me. And that's kind of what happened with, with Jacqueline. Sam Hughes built and kept going. Yeah, Sam Hughes, she defended four rear naked chokes that was under the chin. <laughs> she was patient, but she is also like a cross-country runner. So she has cardio for days and she's good with her breath. And I'm assuming know how to hold her breath to get out of those tough situations. Either way, it worked out in her favor. But in round two and round three, she turned on the ground and pound. She went back to the ground. Jacqueline, she was exhausted because she's usually out in the first round she's able to get the first round finished that did not happen this time but Jacqueline didn't give up she did enough work to defend but not necessarily to make any progression I I to me she just didn't want to get knocked out and so she did enough not to get knocked out or TKO'd and finish but she's gonna have to do something about that cardio because that was crazy but then Sam started throwing kicks up the middle to deter her from doing those shots in round three and she connected with some of those and Jacqueline she started putting guard she would get a hold of Sam and just drop to the ground so she was just trying to do everything in her power to make it to the end she made it to the end but she lost and yeah. so Hughes was the dog in this one and she she just dog walked Jacqueline through round two and three yeah I think Jacqueline just has to just work on that boxing okay we the jujitsu is there jujitsu is there now I guess the boxing just has to be a thing yeah. Next, I asked you about Norton Becker. Yes, Norton yeah. Becky versus Garcia. I said Norton Becker, and you was like, no. And I was no, like, no, all right. Becky. That's, that's the way I had it, Becky. That was so, so, all right. So, it's Shia Lynn, Norton Becker versus Steve Garcia. This was crazy. <laughs> See, they, they were swinging on each other like a motherfucker. Like, Norton Becker always seems like he is going to win the fight via knockout in the first round. But if you get him in the second round, then it's almost like no answer. But yeah. it seemed like it was back and forth through the first round. It wasn't too much of the second round, but it seemed like Steve Garcia got a chin and he, he showed it. Yeah. And then Becky, he dropped Garcia in the first round and it was nasty. He was hurt. But then Garcia turned the tables and hurt Becky towards the end. And the combos with the knee, the head, and then the body, he dropped them. So he did a good job about mixing up his strikes to just 
get Becky to go down. And so the finish came with a hook to the body and he was mm. done. But right before that, he had a kick to the body in the same spot. And so he ended up hitting that same spot twice and it was over from there. He just crumbled. He crumbled in round two and that was a good match. That was a good yeah. comeback. Yeah, for sure. It was like, this is a fight for fighters that really make them a better fighter. Mm-hmm. For sure. Having to come through adversity like that because that motherfucker was swinging for the fences on his ass. Yeah, he was. Big shots. <laughs> uh, speaking of big shots, next, <laughs> Gerald Mearshur versus Joe Pfeiffer. Beto Joe Pfeiffer. Yeah, it seemed like Mearshur, his game plan was to take him to the ground, but I don't know if he noticed, but Joe was in a couple Fury matches doing nothing but just grappling, no MMA. And so, to me, that was a bad idea in a sense, but this is what I'm talking about when you just have that one thing you're good at going mm-hmm. to the ground. You have to just start developing yourself to become well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just got that one go-to, and that's not enough to win the fight. And so you didn't get those takedowns, and you got knocked out instead. He had a powerful right that that stunned him. Then he turned with the left hook that hurt him bad, mm-hmm. and then he dropped him. Yeah. The thing about it is, like, Gerald Mearshart, like, he has hands. But I feel like he was kind of in his head, this young dude knowing what he's capable of. And then when he actually felt the power, that's when he was like, all right, got to lean forward into this. Mm. Got knocked out. Shout out to Joe Pfeiffer. He got another one. He got another one. He's still representing what Dana White said about him. Mm-hmm. I wish we was able to see Chris Barnett. That would have been nice. He was supposed to be on this card, and that did not happen. Oh, yeah. Or Michael Chiesa. That would have been nice, too. Didn't happen. Yeah, Michael. I feel like Michael Kies be getting looks. I feel like he be getting getting look. He be getting looks. But it's all right. I, I, he's a nice grappler. I'm fucking with him. But next, we're gonna talk about Chris Curtis versus Kelvin Gaslam. They took my man Chris Curtis number. Yeah, he was fourteen. He was fourteen. Gaslam was fifteen. But well, I think this one was super close. I think that this is probably about to be that time that we seen Kevin Gaslam knocked out clean. But Chris Curtis, I don't know. It'd be like that last little point where he's almost there. And then that's when he just kind of lets up off the gas in the yeah. third. Yeah, he, he had him hurt a couple of times to where yeah. he, if he had that killer instinct, it could have been over. But maybe he saw something different. But I knew if it wasn't going to be that, it was going to be fight of the night. And this was definitely fight of the night because it was going back and forth. Kevin, he just looked like he was doing a lot more. He was light on his feet. He was moving around a lot and just doing all the right things mm-hmm. yeah he was looking flowy he was mm-hmm. being mobile i don't know i don't know where he goes from here though that's yeah. the thing like where else you going up after that and chris curtis chris curtis like this surprised me but i don't know where he would go from that like where do you elevate your game from here what wrinkle do you add to your your game after losing to kevin gas that speed was different though kevin gas still had that speed he was surprised the fuck out you mm-hmm Jersey that came on here, he said that Kelvin Gaslam is he he, he really a, a welterweight that don't want to cut weight. <laughs> but next we got Raul Rojas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. Christian Rodriguez just being solid once again, being a solid fighter, not being you know tripping off the hype that's coming with a kid that's talking wild shit. <laughs> You know, coming here talking about how you want to be champ, but you understand, you get it. 
So it's just like you ain't let that take the best of you, but you did had to fight through the the trenches a little bit, and we see that Rojas boxing is is not there where it need to be. Shout out to Christian Murphy, you guys on the W. I was hoping that Christian uh, submitted him. Honestly, I think that'll humble him a little bit more. I think that's what he needed, but instead he just decided to beat him up for three rounds, and mm-hmm. and that's that works too. That works for sure because Rojas, he gave everything he had in that first round with all those shots, just being persistent. But he did believe that he was going to get it done in round one. And so he just exerted all of his energy out in round one. And you cannot, you cannot do that. I don't know what else to say besides that. And right now, he seems to be one dimensional. And that's with the jujitsu. That's what I'm starting to notice because immediately, Kind of like Bo Nickel, honestly, he goes in for the shot. You know what is coming. The wrestling's coming. The jujitsu's coming. But I think Rodriguez did a great job of staying calm, staying patient, and just being steps ahead of this kid and mix it in the ground and pound because this is not just a jujitsu match. This is not, you can get punched in the face. And I was, I was super happy that he showed him that. Like, it's just not about just going for the submission. You will get punched along the way. Yeah. So you have to be able to defend that and do something about it or, do that to your opponent. Yeah, clear experience difference. Like that that was just clear because Rojas getting the face crank and just trying to crank, like being patient would have probably end up getting him the rear naked if he just chose to take his time and get up under there. Cause it looked like he has technique, but mm-hmm. he was just rushing throughout the first round. So yeah. But shout out to Christian Rodriguez on another W. That's a big W too, because you know the hype that was behind his kid. They'd be like, hey, who's the last person he fought? Oh no, he just lost to who? Who Christian Rodriguez? Now you the dude. So, yeah. Next, we got Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Kevin Holland came through with the W. Round three about that. Yep. Round three TKO. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is what we talking about. Yeah, we need this. Kevin Holland is like we were talking about with Trevin Giles is like, you know, like they filling out to their new weight, getting in there with the power and, and really, you know, that, that weight is a, adjusting to them. It's good to see that on them. And, and at the same time, he was, you know, he was taking a few shots, but at the same time, it's just like, I'm be getting as nervous after that, that last fight he had with Wonder Boy, like, God damn, this was just eating head kicks, nigga. <laughs> damn. All right. I get you. <laughs> well, I don't get you, but I see you <laughs> like, but Shout out to him on a W, not a KO. And I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't no extra little check with it. I know. I was super surprised by that, especially about the way it happened. Like, he got the KO off of getting his leg caught for the second mm-hmm. time. The first time, he ended up dropping him. And then the mm-hmm. second time, it was a KO. Like, why would you catch the kick again? Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Don't hold it for that long. And even his corner told him not to hold the kicks. And mm-hmm. guess what? He went out there and did again. He held the damn kick and got knocked out. Yeah, but it was like this time Kevin Holland held his kick. Like once he came in, he he threw that kick, and it's just like Kevin Holland's arm is long enough to hold his 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 heel and touch his face mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> his arm is long as fuck. Not but, everybody had that superpower. But shout out to him on getting a W. We like seeing this. This yes, what these these the W's we be we be waiting for. Next, speaking of these the W's we've been waiting for. Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Rob Font once this this is like an experience test again. Yes. Rob Font just came through. He had to let young Adrian Yanez know you got hands, but he got a jab. 
with some boxing experience. <laughs> he said and he's just like, anybody out with his jab. Yeah, what it, like at first I was like, what you mean you just gonna hit everybody with a jab? <laughs> oh, that's what you mean you gonna hit him with it. The jab sets everything up. Yes. Got you. Got you. So it's just like, all right, he liked his game plan because Rob Font do not throw a foot. Rob, don't throw a foot font. <laughs> that, that should be his name. I'll be honest. I thought Rob Font was going to get knocked out this night. I was like, man. Was close. He was talking about like being emotional by his four-month-old baby. And I was like, oh, Lord, do, do Rob Font just got this soft, melted heart right now. It was making me so nervous. Like, I legit thought... Before he knocked out Yans, I thought he was about to get knocked out, and it did not happen that way. So I'm always excited when it, when it don't go that way, when when they could just show why they're there in the position in the first place. Mm-hmm. I always appreciate that. So shout out to Rob Font on the W. Yeah, they were they were showing some some hard clashes a few times, they where they were landing on each other damn near at the same time. Yeah, all in one round, which is crazy. Yes. yes, that round was long as hell. Yeah, but for sure, and but it's like Rob Font really needed this KO. Like he really needed this because, like, just coming off a of loss and before that, it's been like decision, decision, decision. This is a big revival, you know it that. Is. Yeah, and he got performance of the night, so shout out to him. Yeah, and speaking of revival, next we got Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Jorge was talking about a revival. Well, I don't know. I think he just came to get a paycheck. He knew what the fuck was going on. No, he said Jorge Masvidal was cheating. He was just covering his body in Vaseline and just lathered that up. He couldn't knock him out. Otherwise, he would have had him knocked out. That's what he said after the fight. I believe him, honestly. I do. Whatever it was, he was hitting <laughs> Whatever it was, he still was hitting his ass hard as fuck. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey. Yeah, Gilbert Burton was taking off on his ass, left and right. Like he was to the point where even like whatever the outcome, if Jorge was like, nah, I don't want to retire, it would have been like, bro, what else? What mm-hmm. what 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 else do you need to know? Because Gilbert Burns was touching Jorge don't normally get touched, just touched up like that, you know. But uh, you know, the last two fights with Kamaro, yeah, he was getting touched. But at the same time, it's just like it's almost like those fights changed him. Yeah. So he old too. And he and plus he looks like he like, <laughs> I don't really need to get my face beat in to make money because I have my own promotion. Yeah, but if he won, that wouldn't be the the that wouldn't be the 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 narrative. It was the not narrative, like it not, but it is. But that's the narrative now because like he's seeing that it's different. He's yeah. seeing that like it was a reason why he ain't fight Gilbert Burns all this time. And he know in his heart why it was a reason why he ain't fight Gilbert Burns all the time. But he was looking around. He was like, where the fuck is the check now? All right, Gilbert Burns, put me in Miami. Like, because if it was anywhere else on the earth, then, like, it was beneficial for the UFC, too. So I get it. Shout out to Gilbert Burns on the W, though. The second W, though, like, within, within like, last, like, three, four months, maybe. Yeah. Because he did that in New Magni. He ain't had to do that. He, he had to, it is still living Neil right Magny free. called like, him out. He didn't say no Magny, damage in that fight. <laughs> when Gilbert Burns is like, hey, y'all must, y'all must, must know, know something. I don't know. <laughs> That's still living rent free. That's still living rent free. And I don't know if y'all noticed the lights in here. The lights in here is gold for a reason. It's mm-hmm. gold. It's gold. Yeah, the lights is new. Talk about it. Speaking of new and new, next, <laughs> we got Alex Pereira. Versus Israel Adesanya. 
Shout out to the champ. Shout out to the champ. Standing ovation on that shit. Standing ovation. My man got the the big KO round two. He said it was gonna be an early night. You had all the other rounds, and you was like, "No, I do not need to be in here with him that much longer." Yeah. So here's what I when I saw the Izzy coming with the antics and the dog collar and all the other stuff. I'm like, yes, this is the Izzy that we need this is the one who's with the shits and who's he's gonna put leave it all out there that's what i needed from him because we didn't get that last time when he fought Pereira. he came out normal which is not normal for him and that rose all type of red flags for me and then another thing is Pereira. he didn't come out in his face mask his face paint and uh, his war paint at the weigh-ins and also when he did his walkout going to the cage he looked malnourished and apparently this weight cut was the hardest and so I do believe he's gonna go up and wait after this. But uh, but yeah, shout out to uh Israel Alasanya. Yeah, I'm so happy he got it done. I'm so happy it was a TKO where this man was laid out in the middle of the octagon. There was no, there was no question. It wasn't a, it wasn't a mm-hmm. stop TKO. It was a flat out you out on your ass TKO. You got knocked the fuck out, Stanley, like that type of shit. And I like how he was baiting him towards the the side of the cage, like. Where he was saying he was kind of playing possum a little bit, but I seen him go back to the put his back towards the cage and shell up the first time and then evade, move out the way. And I'm just saying, like, okay, that was kind of weird. Normally, Izzy don't just shell up like that, like just hard shell up like that. Okay, I get it. After he said I just played play possum a little bit, we went back and watched the fight again. Yes, already. <laughs> and then we saw him coast towards the the cage about two or three times yeah. before the actual knockout in round two. Yeah. It was just like the IQ is elite. Yes. And that's that's just like apparently to be a champ, that's just what it takes. You can't just be out there thinking you're just gonna start your motherfuckers. Okay, you're a warrior, I'm a warrior, we just gonna go. Mm-hmm. No, it's 2023. I got footage on you. Yes. You know what I mean? So I got I, got I got embedded footage on you. I got yeah. all those, all everything. Like I'm, if you're a fighter, you should be using all that. You should be using the embedded. You should be using the press conference. You should be using everything that we talking about. Looking them at the eyes, y'all. Yeah, Alex got cocky, and then also it just made me think like he didn't have nothing to work on. He did. He's like, I'm yeah. fine. The way that I don't beat this man two or three times already. There's nothing I need to work on. I just need to knock him out again. You can't yeah, get complacent kind of as a yeah. yeah. You can't get complacent as a champion because right before Pereira came, I believe Adesanya was doing the same thing. He was just complacent, doing enough to win the matches, but not just to leave that just oomph out there of why he is the champion in the first place, like he did in the beginning of his defenses. So I'm just, I just hope he continues to do that, just be dominant in his title defenses, and he's just going to continue to go far. Mm, yep, because he got to do it. Like he got the the capabilities and. And it's just like one of the most dominant champs. He he be, he's pretty much coming up here, coming up there, you know, to be able to get that crown. That's that's what he's going for. Yeah, if he even if he's not intentionally going for that, I'm saying that's the direction that he's headed. And just like who else? Who else he about to fight right now? I don't know why they just immediately discounting a, another to a trilogy to run that shit back, but. He know why he don't want to run that motherfucker back. Dana White said he don't think it's gonna happen. He think Pereira's gonna move up and wait. Yeah, but he might, he might as well. That's that makes the most sense for Pereira to just move up and wait because 
him trying to go back to that Izzy fight again. Izzy going to try to decline it, move and fight somebody else. So he going to be waiting longer than he want to be waiting for the belt. So when he could probably just jump right in there and probably really get a spot uh, within a, a fight or two with uh, Hill. Jamal Hill, yeah. Yeah, so. But yeah, that was no cow recap. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. That was, uh, we did PFL, one championship, and we did UFC 287. We appreciate y'all rocking with us once again. Make sure y'all go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure y'all go listen to the podcast on all streaming platforms. We're there. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. It's me and Marnie T. We got B in the building. And we out of here. That's why I use a heat as a sword. Because keeping peace is important. They go keys for you. Say please. That's one. Please. Don't need. No one. That's two. Please. Don't leave, that's three, four, if you